0: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
1: Yeah, Senior Day was special for me. I think it's special for all the guys the last time they get a chance to be out there. Hopefully in a a game like this, playing a a really good team, last game of the year, you don't need any more juice. I think it's just a special opportunity for guys
2: to enjoy it one last time.
0: Yeah, well the seniors have been through a lot here and um, I'll always be thankful for that group and I know this team will be as well. And and really we're just focused on this week. We want to do our best each day here and, and prepare appropriately for Iowa.
1: And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan around Washington, Nate Klaus, uh, Mike Wheeler joining us here. As you heard, Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez talking about Senior Day and just what it means here uh, going into Friday's game with Iowa. But now it's time for the mailbag. Mike, what do you have?
3: All right, guys, so for the offense this week, does the way that the offense has has played the last few weeks and particularly the way uh, Mills and the offensive line have performed give you any sort of confidence that the Huskers can be one of two teams to put up more than 20 points on the Iowa defense? I think
1: the weather is going to be something to watch. Uh, it could limit everyone's scoring in this game Friday, if it's windy or cold. Um, it just depends what it's doing. But I feel fairly confident Nebraska will put the most points on Iowa's defense this year of any team. Uh, 24 is the most. Um, I think we'll see Nebraska over 24. It's a matter of can they hold Iowa under 30 or whatever the number is going to be.
2: Yeah, I think that's I – mean, if they need to get to that number to have a chance. I mean, I think 24 is probably your benchmark because uh, – you know, I was going to, they're just not going to give you very many opportunities to score. And so, Nebraska's ability to finish drives and not settle for field goals, their red zone efficiency was really good against Maryland, but a lot of those were field goals. I mean, they they left a lot of points on the board that uh, could have made that even more lopsided than it was. And that's been an issue for them all season. You cannot expect to go beat Iowa with, uh, you know, trading field goals because, like I said, it's, it's just like Wisconsin, they're going to milk the clock as much as they possibly can and try and wear you down to where, uh, you know, if you find yourself having to rally, against that team it's going to make it very difficult so uh, points will be at a premium far more so than ever especially like you said Sean with the weather yeah if they don't get
0: to 24 points I don't think they've really got a shot to to win this football game I think they've got to at least be the have a chance you have to put up at least 24 and and uh, you know take advantage of all your opportunities
3: so kind of on the flip side of that we've heard Frost say that that number uh, to keep the opponents under is 30 points how do you guys feel that the Iowa offense matches up against the Nebraska defense
1: Iowa offense versus the Nebraska defense, I think they don't do anything fancy. I guess the matchup you worry about is can Nebraska's D-line fare better than a year ago? These are the same guys for the most part other than Darian Daniels now added into that mix. Um, You go back and watch the game in Iowa City, Nebraska's D-linemen were pushed back three, four yards. Um, at contact and you know iowa's running backs were getting a consistent six to eight yards early in that game can they stand up to that and limit those sideways runs as frost said those stretch plays where nebraska has just been owned by a much bigger physical iowa offensive line
2: yeah, so if that front seven plays the way it did against Wisconsin, they can do it for four quarters, uh, they're going to have a great chance to win it. But the next step is uh, the tackling in space. The secondary in that Wisconsin game was atrocious, tackling the ball. They're taking terrible angles, not wrapping up, uh, You know, it was just kind of like elementary tackling mistakes. And so it goes beyond just the D-line and linebackers holding up against the offensive line. It comes down to that secondary, which, uh, you know, has, has – gone through you know a lot of injury setbacks and moving pieces around can they have their best tackling game of the season because they cannot afford to have those types of breakdowns where I was racking up yards after contact the way Wisconsin did because if that happens then I was going to stay on schedule with drives and they're going to wear down that clock and you know that that advantage that Iowa's offense does have as far as time of possession is going to get even more lopsided
0: yeah I think uh, for me it's I'm going to be paying attention to the linebackers you know what are the linebackers in their run fits Uh, because I I keep looking back to the Minnesota game. And, you know, that was a game where the, you know, at first you, I think your initial impression was that the D-line was just getting whooped up front. But when you go back and, and take a closer look, it was the linebackers were out of place all night long in that game. And um, and I think that, you know, when I look at this game, I, I see Iowa trying to trying to get those linebackers out of their run fits. And, and that's an area where they could really exploit this defense. So uh, I think it comes down to the, to the linebackers there.
3: So earlier in the show, you guys did hit on the potential of a bowl game, but uh, specifically what are the bowl practices, what are they going to mean to Nebraska this season? What would a bowl mean for the program?
1: I mean, I I just think the biggest thing is you keep things going another month and – not having practice in December is a big deal. And I don't care what kind of – just organized team things for another month is the biggest thing I look at because all of a sudden then that little break, you get's not as big of a break, and guys are in better shape to start winter conditioning, which hasn't happened in a long time. But I, Robin and I have been around enough bowl practices. I mean, they're good, but they're just fundamental practices. I mean, they don't – you know, young guys might get more reps here and there, but they don't even necessarily do 15. There's always this saying 15 practice, but that's just kind of a – a saying you know that it could be 10 12 i mean it doesn't necessarily mean you get 15 practices i just think it's more keeping your team together another month
2: yeah that's by far the most part i mean be, being able to keep the structure of the season together especially with a young team like nebraska has uh is really really invaluable in a lot of different ways and so uh, again something that they haven't had the luxury of in you know going on three years now so just to have that extra month of keeping your team together under the oversight of this coaching staff uh, will really help serve as a springboard know, regardless of the outcome of the bowl Serve as a springboard into next season, to where you can keep this thing as close together without that massive break from December to, to March.
1: And Nate, a lot of times in those December practices, um, especially this year, the graduate assistants and the quality control guys will probably run a lot of those
2: practices. Yeah,
0: they're running a lot of those practices because uh, re- because of recruiting, a lot of the coaches are going to be out on the road, uh, especially this year. You the window for the Two con- weeks. Yeah, for the contact period is extremely small, and so um, so yeah, a lot of those uh, GAs and whatnot are going to be running the practices and and it goes beyond the practices um the the hours the amount of hours that you can have uh, access to the players uh is uh is increased during the bull prep and in, in uh during the month of december so i think typically you only get kids for about 20 hours a week or whatever it is and uh and i think that's the other added aspect to this why why it would be a big deal uh beyond just being a, a
3: springboard into next
1: season we got time for two quick ones mike what do you got left
3: all right, guys. So uh, heading over to basketball, if you had to make a prediction right now, what would you say? Or would you say the Nebraska basketball team beats any Big Ten team this year?
2: Yeah, I do. <laughs> they play Northwestern at home. And if you haven't f- been following Northwest, even though they did beat Providence, They've been probably just about as bad as Nebraska has. So, yes, by that point in the season, I think Nebraska figures out a lot of its issues. Uh, and when Northwestern comes to town at the end of the year, I think that's their senior day, March 1st, uh, that's probably their best chance to get a conference victory. And I said before the year I would sell every or give away everything I owned if Nebraska went 1-19 in conference play. So, uh, hopefully they get a couple well, more. You, know, so this offense, for that bet.
1: This, you can't live in the <laughs> office.
2: That's right. <laughs> we have a couch? <laughs> I can <could> sleep there. <laughs>
3: All right, guys, uh, final one here, uh, Thanksgiving now this week. Uh, is there a particular entree, side, or dessert that your family makes every year for Thanksgiving that gets you guys just a little bit more excited for the holiday?
1: My random one, my mom makes a spaghetti corn, mm-hmm. and it's really good, like a cheesy spaghetti corn type deal. Ooh, and then I mean, obviously the, the the traditional ones. I mean, who doesn't like turkey? I like. I'm a team dark meat though over here.
2: Mm, see, I'm I'm white meat. I'm white meat all the way. I'll, I'll eat I'll eat dark meat, but yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna to say no. Yeah, I'm equal. Opportunity. You guys didn't
1: eat the drumstick growing up? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But like I said, that's I, dark
2: meat. If I had to pick one, I'm picking the. I'm going with breast over the drumstick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, my favorite, uh, you know, aside from the staples, deviled eggs. I'm a deviled egg guy, and I could probably make a meal just out of a platter of deviled eggs, but I usually have to stop myself at some point.
0: Yeah, I've got uh, cheesy potatoes in, in my is, okay. is a family. Is that dish. a Ruth Klaus deal? Yeah. yeah. So, and and my wife's family makes good cheesy potatoes too. So, um, so yeah, that's that's one dish that, that I always get excited about.
1: I think we're all seeing frozen, Two over Thanksgiving around that time, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we be, all have daughters. It'll so. be a big day. Yep. That'll be the talk of our Thanksgivings. <laughs> all right, Mike, what's yours before you get out of here?
3: You know, uh, deviled eggs is a pretty good one. That's like currency in my family. But one that I really like is uh, my uncle actually buys Lithuanian tort cake every Ooh. year, and that's, I got little, that's good stuff.
1: My mom makes that. Um, you know, the Lithuanian bakery uh, is a South Omaha place um grew up around the the, the Muskevages family they own that bakery for years and, and those are outstanding
3: i just introduced my whole roommates to uh to the lithuanian tour cake uh on sunday we had our friends given that day so
1: all right well when we thanks for joining us mike have a happy thanksgiving and uh we'll see you at the iowa game here on friday
3: absolutely thanks for having me guys
1: all right when we come back we'll close the show with some recruiting talk with nate klaus you're listening here to the husker line show